This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the TalkSport Daily podcast. I say special because of course all these shows are on Bank Holiday Monday and uh, no one bothered to come into TalkSport and I'm actually doing this one at home from my toilet on the fifth floor. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? And start, of course, with The Breakfast Show and Big Adam Brazil and Dean Saunders obviously talking about the big subject from the weekend and that was, of course, golf. Oh, no, sorry. Football. No, hold on. Oh, yeah, cricket. It's a very good morning to Kim Hughes. Morning, Kim. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Alan. Good, good morning, Dean. What, what was the worst for you? Like, the LBW, for me, I thought he's out. And I couldn't believe it. The, the, the umpire just shook his head. No review. Um, Lions dropping the ball. Yeah. And Harris also dropping Ben as well. What was the worst for you? Sometimes fortune favours the brave. And, and that's what I admire about Ben Stokes. He's very similar to Ian Botham. And Ian Botham did the same thing in Headingley in 81, whenever it was. He backed himself in, and once you make that decision, and, and there's a lot of Ian Botham in Ben Stokes, you know, just about his character. It's uplifting. They're very, very special talents, and um, cricket's very, very lucky to have him. But once you get the mojo going, it's amazing how fortune favours the brave. But um, our blokes should have a few nightmares for a while, oh. but we've still got the fourth and fifth test match to... To, to come ahead. Regarding his innings, yeah. Stokes, I mean, I think Test match cricket is struggling a little bit compared to the one-day game. Where everybody, the younger generation, are looking at the one-day game. I still love the Test matches, and I think his innings has done so much for Test cricket. Do you think they might give him a knighthood, or are we getting carried away? <laughs> God Almighty! You make he's played one un- unbelievable. Don't give him a knighthood for God's sake. Let's <laughs> do it in five or ten years' time. Um, but I think when when Test cricket is interesting, nothing matches it. Nothing matches it at all because all the ingredients that need to come into play, the vagaries of the pitch and that type of thing. One day cricket can be pretty bland. You know, the wickets are pretty flat. Blokes can look pretty good. The, the, the test, that's why it's called test cricket. It's a test of your footwork. It's a test of your mentally. It's a test of you in all sorts of ways. And Ben Stokes is a superstar. 
Graham Gooch joins us. What a day that was, Graham. Could, could you possibly see that outcome happening? Well, people before yesterday were saying, can we win? My son, my heart said there's a chance after 81. Both of them scoring 149 and 148 balls when we followed on. I played in that match. Um, but my head said no chance, really. But, you know, they kept plugging away. It wasn't just the last wicket stand. Johnny Bairstow played his part. Then we had some ups and downs, the run out. And, you know, for Ben Stokes, 135, he, he, he played the telling innings in the World Cup final. What a summer. And after the past he's had as well, what a, uh, you know, reinventing himself as a player and as a hero for his country. It was an amazing innings. And you guys would know playing football. It's when your performance, um, it's not how many runs you score, how many wickets you take, how many goals you score. It's when your performance changes the game. And yeah. he changed not only the game yesterday, but possibly the course of the Ashes. Graham, in your opinion, because you were out on the pitch in 81, which was the best innings, both them or Stokes? I think given the situation of the game, I'd have to just give it to Stokes because he, he came down to farming the strike uh, for the last 73 runs we had to get, which is a mammoth. It looks a mile off when you're out there, you know. Uh, Ian, when he, I was there, he went out. It was, a, it, was, it was a bit of a hopeless cause. We followed on. He went out there playing shots. He went out there swinging. He kept connecting. It was a brilliant innings, and it gave us a, a small sniff of a win I can't remember the exact score they had to get, around about 117, 120 to win. And they were 50 from one, and Bob Willis bowled them out with eight wickets bowling from the uh, uh, Kirkstall lane end. I'd have to give it to Stokes, given the situation. He had to see the team home with a long way to go. And mm. to bat under that pressure and deliver under pressure is what sport is about. On to drive time now with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff. Guess what they were talking about? No, not loud shirts. No, not ginger gags. Cricket. Darren Goff, have you ever seen anything like it? What were you thinking watching Ben Stokes doing what he was doing? Um, yeah, pretty impressive uh, performance from Ben Stokes, and there's not many players around the world can play that sort sort of innings. I think what it goes to show, what they should be waking up for, England batsmen this morning, and looking how they got a result in that game, because at 67 all out, I was there, Ed. They, they were out of the game. Australia against a better team, um, a better better, better lineup. They'd have been totally out of that game. They'd have been chasing four fifty five hundred. But Australia are a poor batting team themselves, and they let England back in the game. Ben Stokes, huge heart on flat pitches. When I talked about an all rounder and somebody like Ben Stokes, kinda he's going down the batting route more now, but he's still putting a shift as a bowler uh, at Edenley. On, on day three, excellent in the field. When it's flat, if you have look at when you're looking around and you're looking for a big heart, you're looking at Ben Stokes. And on flat pitches, he tends to bowl better. On seaming pitches, you hardly need him to bowl. Batting's going to be his main skill. I think we've seen that now. What a talented batsman um, he is. But what he did, he come in from the moment he came in and decided they got three seam bowlers. What we're going to do is play proper test cricket, and we're going to make them bowl. Overs. We're going to tire them out. And he just blunted it, didn't he? It didn't look like it in a boundary. He just blunted it and made them get tired and more tired and more tired. And then he cashed in at the end with some quite extraordinary batting uh, skills. 
Um, it was great to watch. The, the, the reverse it for six off Lyon. Those shots over Hazelwood, over mid-wicket. Yes, there were a bit of a potluck, a bit of a gamble. Um, he thought, I'm going to try and hit to that shorter boundary. And he caught Older and well. He got dropped out on the boundary. It shows what a fine line cricket is. He was at LBW. The umpire had a howler. It doesn't matter about reviews. Let's be honest about it. The umpire made a huge mistake in that game. A huge mistake. And it enabled England to win that game, which was a brilliant, brilliant test match. Because this series now is still open. Everybody would have said on day three, when England lost those two early wickets again with that batting lineup, you thought it's going to be all over by lunch on Sunday. And we won the game. I'm Alan Brazil, and this is Talk Sport Daily. On to Jim White's show with Natalie Sawyer, who sounded remarkably like Danny Murphy in today's show. Anyway, both of them were alongside Bob Mills. Gareth Southgate has been calling on Premier League managers to give young England players a chance. So here we're seeing that in action. These two are getting the chance, and my God, they're taking it. Frank Lampard has been doing that at Chelsea, and now, in my view, Gareth Southgate should play his part. So hopefully... And this is coming from a Scotsman, I always say that. But hopefully later in the week, I hope we do see Abrahams and Mount in there, on merit. Well, I think it's inevitable they will be in the squad at some point, even if it's not this one. Uh, Mount's been superb. Great runner off the ball. Good technically, scores a goal. And Tammy Abraham, he's he's a handful. He likes running behind. He needs to work on his link-up a little bit. Um, but two good goals at the weekend. And I, and he, and I wouldn't... if I'd, I'd be amazed if... Um, the pair of them weren't in an England squad by the end of the season. Yeah, you know, it, even so if it's not the next one. But I tell you, who I would throw in there, who, who, who I think is, I've seen him twice in the first three games. Madison. Oh, there you oh go. yeah. What? Yeah. A, there you go. He is a player, by the way. Yeah. There you go. It's all very He's well. He's a player. It's all very well to say uh, as soon as someone has a few good games. Oh, come on, get him in. This is what you yeah. bring. Danny will know this. Uh, it's a question really, rather than a statement to Danny. The gap between playing in the Premier League playing international football is a big step up it's a big step up now if you if you put Tammy Abraham if you look back at Tammy's career he's been around a long time he's not just in his first yeah. mm. first rodeo he's been a, lo- a long time and he's he's hit and missed quite a few times if he did put him in and thought yeah come on I feel this wave of sentiment put him in and, and he didn't have a good time that would probably do him more harm than good surely yeah but there's no reason not to put him in. You, that's not the manager's. He's not thinking about what happens to him if he doesn't do well. He's thinking what. Uh. What I like about him, he's different. He's, but does he look like a player who can make that step up? In the right formation with the right people around him, yeah. But it's hard because he's competing really with the best, one of the best in mm. Europe, in Ian Kane. Mm. And if you play one up top, you got. He's going to have to. He, he wouldn't. He can't play as a ten. So, and I wouldn't see him in a wide area. So I would think even if he's in the squad, he'd be limited with his game time because it came. But you could say that about any striker. Sure. Mount's got variation. Played left at the weekend, did great. Plays as a 10, plays in a three, can sit in the middle of the pitch. He's, he can play all sorts. Madison as well. Madison can play left, 10. He's a good player, James Madison. I mean, those Mad- three Madison. England players you're talking about, those three English Since boys. the beginning of last season, Madison made the most chances in the Premier League yeah, ahead, of, ahead of Hazard. Oh, 
So Madison, yeah, the thumbs up. Mount, I would say definitely. Abrams, yes. I say now get them in. Because this is, if this is his philosophy, and I know you're looking at me thinking, what's no. this crazy Scotsman going on about? If this no, is his philosophy, I think this is the one that's to be pursued. Danny, a quick question to you. Who would you have been before? Uh, one or the other. Mason Mount or Deli Alley? Who's in that squad first? Ahead of ahead of. Well, who? at the moment, Mount, but Deli Alley is, um, is stripes, if you like. 18 goals in his first season. Yeah, but is it not form over reputation? Yeah, but he's not fit, Deli, is he? So it's not a question, but yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, I mean, right now, Mount's in for me. Yeah. Madison's in. Yeah. You know, and Abraham will be in. I, I, on form, they should all get in. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent a Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. On to H&J, or R&B as it was called. I mean, I still don't understand why some presenters don't bother to turn up on a bank holiday Monday. I mean, it's work. We only get paid if we turn up. Why are you taking a bank on... Anyway, Max Rushton and Charlie Baker were in the hot seats for this one. <laughs> How did yesterday's bog snorkelling championships go? Bog snorkelling championships yesterday went better than ever before. Oh, wow. How come? Um, we had a, a big number of entries. We had 178 competitors taking part. And there were hundreds more just standing, watching, enthusiastic, clapping, laughing. And all in all, it was a brilliant day. Can you explain... Sorry, Charlie. Can you explain, Bob, what bog snorkelling actually is? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's taking swimming, stro- snorkelling back to basics, really, in an organic way. We don't rely on having swimming pools or anything like that. We found a nearby bog, um, and we've dug two trenches in that of 60 yards long, and the competition is to get from one end of that bog and back with a mask, snorkel on. I say you're snorkeling it, but you're not allowed to use your arms. No arm power, oh. just leg power. Um, and the reason we did it is because we can do it. I suppose that's the best <laughs> way to explain it. And are some people a lot better at than others? I mean, is there a Ben Stokes or a Lionel Messi of the bog snorkeling yeah, well, world? Well, there is. There's, at the moment, we've got um, a young man called Neil Rutter, who Neil has Rutter. won the event for the last three years. Oh, in uh, 2018, he set the fastest record time for it. And is there a trophy, Bob? Oh, he gets a trophy. Yeah, of course he gets a trophy and, uh, and oh. a lot of applause. Well, is there a drugs test? I mean, if Neil Rutter is, is performing such heroics, surely question marks, you know, much like top cycling, uh, you well, know, are there question marks about Neil mm. Rutter? Well, there have been. More questions are, is should you have a drug test before you get in? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know, uh, Bob, if the bog is that muddy, could you surreptitiously use your arms 
without anybody realising no, you were? No, because you'd see the arm coming out the water, you'd see oh. the shoulders moving. Oh. Did you have people going alongside, like they do with like walking? Well, there are people actually standing the... all the way alongside the spectres, lying the banks on yeah. of it all, and there are marshals on the way down there and at the, the end post to make sure they actually do now, get as far at the end and before they return. Are you allowed to... You have to keep your head below... You must keep your face the in the water. face must be in the water at all times. At all times. Uh, you, you, occasionally, you occasionally can put look up to make sure, but quite honestly, the trench is quite narrow. You shouldn't be able to take a wrong bend or anything. Right. And, it's, and how long is the course again? It's uh, about 120 yards in total, right. 60 uh, each length. And, what's, uh, and, and you know, what is the world record? What's Neil Rutter's PB? What's he it's got? 1 minute 18.23 seconds. <sighs> And, and, and you know, is there an Eric the Eel? Like, is there someone doing it in ten minutes? What's the longest anyone has to stay submerged in a bog on a Sunday? Well, well we we have in the past known eight minutes, but eight um, minutes. We, we're never in so many competitors. We can't re- allow for that. No. So there is a restriction. If you haven't reached one end in uh, two minutes, then you'll be pulled out of that end. Oh of right, the like the marathon. There's the sort of sweeper car the at, the, at the end that, that, you, that yeah. picks you up. Press box now with Danny Kelly, or as Danny likes to call it, Danny Kelly's press box with Simon Jordan, or as Simon Jordan likes to call it, Simon Jordan's press box with Danny Kelly. Anyway, Sean Custis and Oliver Holt were alongside. Or as Oliver... Anyway, you get the gag. You're new to this firm, Oliver. Let me start with you. Um, it's only three, three games into uh, the new season... Um, and it seems that uh, it's Spurs and Pochettino who are now the uh, the ones who arrived in the crosshairs of the uh, of your colleagues in the press. Yeah, and one you know one bad result will do that for you in the in the climate that we're we're in at the moment. And the I, Sean instigates, yeah. Well, <laughs> that we all um, that we all play a part in, not least um, not least the supporters. So uh, we're we're all we're all guilty of of that. I mean, I kind of without. <laughs> I kind of prefer to remember the fact that they were um, they were in the Champions League final um, a few months ago on the back of a previous transfer window where they didn't buy anybody, and we were talking about what a miracle it was and what a great job Pochettino was doing. I think maybe there's been a bit of a hangover from the fact that Pochettino has continued to play these games about uh, I don't I shouldn't be called the manager I should be the coach. There's clearly he's clearly been there's some. Uh, discomfort there from his point of view. I don't understand the games they're playing with Ericsson. I think Ericsson is one of the best players in our league and they should be doing absolutely everything they can to hold on to him and get him to sign a new contract. If he wants to go, he wants to go. But um... Do you think they're not doing it, Oli? Do you think Spurs are not genuinely doing that with Ericsson? And do you not think that Pochettino is looking at this stage where he's one of those that perhaps is, if you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. And right now, there's a transfer window that's open in Europe. You still could be a problem for us. You still could be a bit of a, a mindset alter inside the group. Let's park you to the side. Let's get through August. Let's get the window closed and bring you back in the group. Do you think there's any of that going on? Well, possibly, Simon. I, I, I mean, this is a, a byproduct of that. What, I mean, I don't know what your opinion on that is. I think that one of the craziest decisions we've ever taken in in, this, in football in this country to close our window before the rest of Europe. Boom. I mean, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, I, I just competitive advantage given Klopp, someone else. Klopp said the other day, didn't he? Can somebody please explain to me? Um, one good reason why we did that. The answer to that is no. Nobody can explain but it. But he's, it he's absolutely... voted for it. But the clubs well. voted for it. 
Yeah, yeah I know. But it's and, but, all, and, but, and we all said at the time why. Yeah, exactly. and all it's resulted in is yeah. English clubs being charged more for the players in yeah. July and getting less for their players yeah. in the end Absolutely. of August. I mean, there you, was, you there could was, have predicted this, there couldn't was, you? Yeah, there was the all-consuming overriding aspect of bringing some control to the marketplace, take, taking some authority and power away from the agents because the agents were driving the marketplace. I am one of those that still remains in the camp twenty years ago that never understood why we opened transfer windows in the had Quite. transfer windows in the first place. Rubbish. I just idea. thought it was people like Ferguson shouting and screaming about what they shouldn't shouldn't have well it's okay if you're Man United because you can buy what you want when you want how you want and pay the price for it but when you're other clubs and especially when you need to trade players clubs can't move their proposition now in any other business in the world if you've got a problem you sell your assets you move along and you can restructure yourself in football you're stuck yeah. You know, and ultimately, I find that perplexing. But as we are sitting here now with Tottenham, I'm in the same camp as you, Ollie. I prefer to look at Tottenham and say this was a side that got to the Champions League. This was a side that was unilaterally written off last year by everybody saying you haven't bought any players, you're breaking the mould, you can't do this, you've got to have this butt amount of players like everybody else has. And they didn't. They've gone back in the marketplace now. I'm Alan Brazil, and this is Talksport Daily. And on to what a lot of people are already saying is the greatest radio show ever made. And the only reason they download this podcast is because of the Sports Bar. In fact, I've got an email here. It says, uh, Dear Andy, keep up the great work on the Sports Bar. Oh, what's that sound? I can't read my own. Anyway, uh, love the midnight train. Anyway, here's some of the best bits from the best show. Thank you. Let's say hello. To a man that, if he had his wish, would be on Blind Day every night of the week. Simon Johnson from the Standard. We'll start with the back page of The Sun. Uh, in fact, every back page is talking about cricket, obviously, and Ben Stokes is uh, is in the headlines again for a tweet that he sent out. Yeah, um, you know, he, he used some choice language about how much he loves test cricket in the social media post. Um which I think, um, in normal circumstances, of course, as, as most sportsmen, they're, they're reminded to sort of um, be on their best behaviour on social media, express themselves in 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 polite way, uh, don't use choice language. But of course, I think everyone kind of forgives uh, Ben. Uh, so Ben, I think we might as well call him right, Sir Ben okay. now. <laughs> uh, under these circumstances. Um, so I, I, I think it's just a bit of fun, really, but, uh, that uh, obviously he was quite excitable uh, after the game and, and posted um, yeah, okay. uh, the F-word, etc. Okay. He dropped an F-bomb. He dropped an F-bomb, but okay. I, I quite like um, the Mirror, who, who's um, got Ben Stokes. Um, that would be absolutely delighted. This this paid off um, as a colonist. Um, and, and their back page headline is Burger King, um, and of course, it's a play on words here because, of course, it's being compared with with Beefy, Sir Ian Botham. But it, they reveal that um, to celebrate him and, and a few of the, the players went off and actually went to uh, Burger King's rivals, the, the Golden Arches, spent fifty five pounds on the drive through. Well, can I say if that was the England football team, would they not get absolutely pied? Excuse the pun for that. <laughs> Athletes, athletes going to McDonald's after what, a big World Cup win. Well, a one-off, you? I know, but I haven't got a problem with it. I'm just, you know, it's a it's a fair point actually. If England were away in a major tournament and they got through to you know, the quarterfinals and they ended up down at Mackey D's, I, I think someone would <laughs> it would be a, a very wouldn't dim it? view of it. But we laugh and joke because it's cricket, yeah. Simon, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It's a bit of a double standard. Mm. 
You can imagine uh, I, the photograph, they'd have Wayne Rooney, wouldn't they? You know, oh, just, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I'm sure they Pleased to some... see Rue again, it would be yeah. there, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> there, there'd be lots of... Big um, Rue and fries or something. Yeah, exactly. Lots of cheesy puns. Yeah. Like those two. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to download it. Although, of course, most of you by now wouldn't have taken the time to download it. You would have been clever enough to press the subscribe button, which means you don't even bother download it. It just happens. Like some kind of magical trick by David Blaine. Not the David Blaine that was on The Breakfast Show and was really weird, but the proper David Blaine. Not the David Blaine that was stuck in a box above London. That was just really weird. But the David... Not the David Blaine that bizarrely wanted to stand in a giant goldfish bowl for about nine weeks. That was just pointless but the David Blaine that I don't know levitates anyway that's how it gets in your inbox you get the drip um, make sure you download tomorrow night's show which I'm told is even better than today's obviously it's not happened yet but I have to say that for legal reasons have a wonderful day thanks for listening be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from Talk Sport The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.